on the 163rd episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast. We have finally made it. The NFL season is here, and we couldn't be more pumped. This is the sixth season of the Fantasy Lens, and we're here to talk about the top games of week one, a bunch of studs who will be duds, and we cannot forget our favorite segment, our Boys of the Week. Let's start the show. Welcome to the sixth season of Fantasy Lens. We have football tonight. Despite all the naysayers, despite all the pandemics and forest fires and hurricanes going on, everyone can sit down and watch watch some football tonight, and that is a beautiful thing. And we, I am I for one have not been as excited because there's been so many other sports going on, but I'm very excited right now. So many other sports. Nothing matters to football, so it don't matter to me. This is what this is. This is it. This is what we've all yeah. been waiting for all season, going through the whole pandemic. We're finally here. Texans versus the Chiefs. It's it can't get better than that right now. So, I'm excited. I'm I'm kind of even more excited because of all the other sports because they've all been like versions of sports. Like baseball's sixty game, basketball's in the bubble. And football, you know, besides crowds, is starting uh, a normal season. We'll see what happens, but, you know, it's it feels like the most normal start of a sports season. So I'm, pretty, I'm really pumped. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we thought would happen all along, that football would just push along no matter what. And also it helps that, like, the Knicks didn't even have a chance in the bubble. The Rangers got sucked out of the bubble. The Yankees have been sucking recently. So football is pretty much... Uh, Fresh new start. Can uh, just get lash it onto that and then get depressed slowly. Well, for you maybe. Well, at least we we we'll always have fantasy. And yeah. we always have fantasy. That's true. So, uh, all done with my drafts. I did two last night, so I'm excited. I have five total teams this year. It's, uh, it's too much, man. That's it, a lot. It is too many. It is it is one too many. I would have liked four, but five well, is what happened. Three three is one too many. At least at least you're down to one hand now. You don't have the eight crazy nights of five yeah. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I'm actually a little upset though. We don't have a uh, um, a team for us in one of those uh, those like Twitter fantasy leagues. Oh, the pod, yeah, podcast league. The problem is we dominated two years in a row, and we won two years in a row, and no one wanted to invite us back. It was it was mm-hmm. sad. So, and we didn't even just win those two years in the podcast leagues. It, it was pretty convincing. Yeah, and I remember Todd Gurley just took over. Was like three years ago or something like that, and it was just—it was not even fair. It wasn't fair. We just crushed throughout the entire playoffs. It was—it was not fair. Also, we were like the only ones that talked. I don't know if the other people appreciated that. Yeah, I think they we, gotta talk trash. Yeah, to if talk you're not trash. talking trash in fantasy, you're not in the right leagues, my friends. Get find yourself a league where there's trash talk. And that, then what's the point? And that's that's the reason why I you know I I'm I, I'm happy to be a part of your league and my league is some trash talking and. Uh, one of the league, like there's two leagues I'm in that really there's not too much trash talking, and I just you know I do it for, you know, they're my friends, but it's just not like, I don't know, it's not the same when you don't trash talk. You're just going through the motions. Pretty much, yeah. The drafts were uh, dra- one of the drafts was boring last night. You're just in, you know, a content, uh, not exciting, not much sex. Uh, Long term matters <laughs> with those leagues. So you need something to spice it up. You a need lot to... of, 
pin, pull the pin and throw some grenades in those legs and just get things shook up. <laughs> you got a lot of missionary going on. Mm-hmm. It's good for a while, but you need change. Yeah, you need to doggy <laughs> style some people. I don't know where this went. Um, yeah, that went a little weird. Right. <laughs> Speaking of doggy it went, style. It went right where it had to. <laughs> All right, well. Speaking of doggy style, let's get on to uh, the top games of the week of week one, which is actually a pretty solid slate. Okay, equate uh, that to doggy style. Um, Kansas City always came from behind in the playoffs. Oh, sure. there okay. you go. Good Nailed save. it. Good start. Um, so opening, let's go opening night. We got Houston at Kansas City. Of course, Houston was up what like twenty-one nothing. Went for a field goal. Missed the field goal, and then Kansas City scored, like, 50 straight points on him. Um, I'm just really interested to see how this Houston offense, after Bill O'Brien got done uh, dismantling it, actually operates. If they can work with Deshaun Watson and, like, a legit running back thing that can take it 20 times a game, or if David Johnson is just going to break down again. I mean, yeah, so there's a bunch of fantasy relevancy here, right? There's four starters, mm. and um, but all four of them. I mean, but Deshaun Watson's not really in question, but he's in the he's in top five quarterback question. Not like is he a starter in in fantasy, but you know he's always held down a top five position since he's entered the league, and that's a little bit in question about Hopkins, Fuller, and Cooks with their injury history, and then. Is David Johnson cooked, or is uh, Bill O'Brien going to give it to him 500 times so he doesn't look like an idiot for a straight? That's, he he kind of has to, right? Like, there's no way you, you can just ignore David Johnson because he traded away the franchise's best player. No, he will, he will give it to so David far. Johnson until he probably inevitably, inevitably breaks down. But, I mean, you have Duke Johnson there, you know, you know behind him. And I, like, I always like Duke Johnson. We know this. Um... Are so, you sure? I feel like you bashed him a couple times in the previous <laughs> year. I have never he bashed him. He had a pretty Johnson. solid year last year. Considering, you know, he had to stay behind uh, terrible Carlos Hyde for all year. But what I'm concerned about is, as like you said, going back to Deshaun Watson, is, you know, Will Fuller's ultimate health that, you know, never lasts. Brandon Cooks is already starting off on a bad foot being unhealthy. Randall Cobb is how many years old? Like, What's what are his passing like options if one or two of those receivers go down? Like it's it's not looking good. And another reason why I dropped Deshaun Watson below a couple players um, that I may not have if he still had DeAndre Hopkins on that team. But it's a little it's a little concerning. Um, maybe down the road, maybe week one might not be too bad if Brandon Cooks can get himself straight. But uh, I'm I'm concerned for the entire length of the season with the health of that receiving core. But if they do stay healthy, it, it really isn't a bad. It is not. Like there's, it's not lack of talent. Um, so let's hope. Let's hope there's some healthy healthiness there. Will Fuller's still young. Um, a lot of unlucky injuries, not to the same part of his body. So that. that so you know, if there's. I feel like some, they're all like soft tissue though. So like, yeah. if you're kind of like a soft tissue injury kind of guy, that kind of, I feel like that kind of sticks around with you. Got soft tissues. Call him Charmin. He's got soft tissues. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> all clean. Uh, that was pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, for Houston, those problems won't hopefully rear rear their ugly head week one against a softer KC defense. Not too soft though. Still um, top fifteen DVOA last year. Yeah, uh, I think they, they were. I think they were like thirteen or something. But still, should be able to put up yards and some points. Yeah, but they did come on at the end of the last season, like really pretty strong as a defense, and you're hoping they could, you know, continue that this season. Um, I'm not saying I'd play the the, the Chiefs defense this week. Um, I am really playing them. Oh, you're, but you're playing. You're, you're gonna. You're using them. Interesting. I'm using them in fantasy. I, I mean, not that I don't think uh, there's gonna be some Texans scoring, but I also think that there could be some Texans sacks and some, you know, some funny business. Well, yeah. First, first game. There's the jitters. Uh, Cooks is a little bit. Uh, their whole offense. Everybody's new except the Will Fuller Deshaun Watson connection. Uh, I I don't know I I don't mind tossing that defense out there. I'm mostly starting them because they play. Uh, they have an easy slate the next three games, so I don't want to drop them. Um, do you think that the no fans is gonna benefit the offense like it has in the NBA bubble, where it seems like every team's shooting the lights out of the ball? For sure. Um. I think the NBA bubble is more so a lot of teams aren't really playing too hard of defense. I don't think it's going to be that's going to be the issue in the NFL. But, you know, mm. it's hard. The crowds are always loud, and it's hard to hear play calls. You don't have to call out plays in the NBA. That's um, true. You, just put your, you just put your finger up. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, so, a, that's a real aspect I didn't really think about, like, until really now and was, like, you don't have to do silent counts. You're not going to have – I mean, are they going to – like – there's gonna be a lot less false starts for players because of like mm. no fan noise. Like think about somewhere like CenturyLink or you know the Superdome where the, the it can get really loud. And now you're not gonna have that unless you know you are legit piping in sound, which I don't think they're going to allow you to do. I so, don't think you can pipe in enough sound though to like probably. I think, not. I, think yeah. I think they said they're capping it at like 70 decibels, which I don't know seems like a medium amount of sound. It's a huge advantage for a way, and not, I mean, it's a huge advantage for offenses, but it takes away the home field advantage for sure and makes the away team offense uh, look a little better. I mean, which concerns Kansas City thing a little since they have such a good yeah. home field crowd. But um, there's just not, there's only a few good defensive matchups this week. So. Uh, going against the Texans isn't like extremely worrisome to me because if you just look at down the line, it's like whoever's playing Jacksonville is a good matchup, whoever's playing Washington is a good matchup, Eagles, uh, um, and then Pittsburgh against the Giants probably a pretty good matchup, but there's not too too many good defensive matchups. The Colts versus the Jaguars is my number one matchup. Yeah, for sure, and then. If the Eagles weren't so banged up, it would be them. Uh, maybe even the Patriots versus Miami. Eh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, well, who knows? Fun. Who knows? Um, on the Kansas City side, anything like anything interesting um, about this game besides just playing the guys that you want to play? Um, two 
I mean, the, there's one, there's the most interesting storyline to me, and then there's another one that I've been kind of looking at. The most interesting is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, it, to justify where he's being drafted, which is middle of the first round, he's going to have to come up and put 20, about 20 points. Um, and do, do we do we think he comes out and looks amazing? Do we think he does that? He comes out and looks like Ezekiel Elliott, like uh, like Derrick Henry, like all these guys? Or do you think it's going to take him some time? I mean, I'm hoping it's immediate. Um, I've drafted him a bunch of times, so I'm, I'm going that <laughs> yeah. I'm going that side of the, of it. Um, I do like what you know what we saw like from in college, and he has no one taking carries away like it's it's him and it's he's on like i said it before he's on the premier offense to be on in this situation you, they couldn't have put him on a better he couldn't have been in a better position to to thrive from from game one than with the kansas city chiefs so this, for sure but he's still it. a rookie without of course a priest, of course know? oh yeah of course but i'm so, still there's never there's never like a certainty that any rookie, whether running back, receiver, unless it's a quarterback, there's no certainty that they get all of the snaps. That's that's the big thing. Is if you know he's gonna be fine. It's not it's not gonna be an issue if he gets if he's a three down back to start. Not gonna be an issue whether he scores his points or not. It's that um, you're just trusting everything Kansas City says, which is that they're he's gonna immediately be the future the beach, yeah which yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna trust andy reed I'm, I'm gonna do it also uh i don't know if i said this on the pod i know i tweeted it but he's got the best possible uh team name for people that draft him the fresh prince of hilaire so you do, that's a you that's do, a free one for you you do love your football player puns uh team names i i have noticed that well Not, that was just like it's nice. It's, like it's too, good. It's too perfect. It's, it's not. It's, perfect. it's definitely good. I don't. Um, but it's not my. Uh, it's not my bag. That's not my. Uh, it's not my. My jam is to do with. Not my bag, baby. Yeah. Okay. I just. I actually just watched Austin Powers on, on Sunday uh, morning, so that's why it's in my head. The classic yeah. early '90s sitcom Fresh Principal Bill Air and classic actor Will Smith is not your bag. Doubt it. Ridiculous. No, but, his bag. His team, uh, player pun team names. It's not as bad. Player upon team names. That's correct. Thank you. Um, um, so my ste- my second more sneaky, smaller Kansas City storyline is uh, can Sammy Watkins uh, kind of carry over his playoff success this year, uh, be the number two wide receiver on Kansas City, and kind of make his really not drafted to last round in the draft uh, – ADP, kind of silly looking. Sammy Watkins was not, in a lot of places I saw, he either wasn't drafted or he was drafted bottom two rounds. Uh, still possibly the second receiver on that team. He Obviously, is. Kelsey is he in is. there, too. Um, I don't, I mean, look, he's been so inconsistent throughout his entire career, it's just so hard to trust him out the gate. Um but if you're one of those teams that did draft them, I mean, again, like you said, you drafted pretty much a number two wide receiver. I know they have like what Mecole Hardman and whatnot, but uh, uh, I just, you know, if if you drafted them and you hold on to them and 
he becomes that number two, then good, you know, that's good for you. But I just, I don't know if he's ever going to get to that consistent level where I think he's a playable starter every week. He's going to have those three weeks out of the year where he goes off, but you'll never know what they are. And you just, if you if you played him, you lucked out. I just, I, I never see Sammy Watkins becoming that, that guy. 75 yards and a touchdown this game. Lock it up. It's, I I mean, I think he's as good of a dart throw at the end, end of the draft as any. Yeah. Maybe. As, like, True. Justin Jefferson or, like, any of, like, Brian Edwards or any of, like, the other rookie, like, kind of, like, rookie or second-year guys that you're hoping will break out. Look, end of the draft, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But me, I would just go with the rookie Justin Jefferson, like you mentioned, mainly because we've never seen it. Who knows? He could just come out of the gate firing. But that's like a way, like that's a way bigger what if than like, oh, can Sammy Watkins can like we've seen Sammy Watkins be good when he's fully healthy. That's like that's a much bigger if. Like you have to admit that. Sure. That's a ridiculous statement. Sure, but no, but it's a it's a it it may be a bigger if, but look. It's definitely a bigger if. I'll go for the I'll go for the guy who've never seen do it and you don't know what his full potential is. I think we sort of know what Sammy Watkins' full potential is. Yeah, second best receiver on the best offense in the league. Yeah, but uh, would you rather Patrick Mahomes or the second option for Patrick Mahomes or the second option for freaking Kurt? I grill my steaks on tinfoil cousins. <laughs> well, third, well, more of the fourth option. Well, you know, you, you know, you know yeah, but you know, Dalvin Cook is the second and so third option and receiving like wide receiver option. All right, well, look, to each their own, right? This is what it's all about. I just think he could put up. He could have a serviceable year. Uh, like he could have a good eight hundred yard, six to seven touchdown year. That would be nice. That would be absolutely nice. Um, never live up to that that that, uh, that draft pick though. That the, no, uh... <laughs> I don't think he's going to thousand or anything. No, I agree. I I, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be not rostered after week one or two. Is all I'm saying. I think after week one or two, he's, people are going to roster him. Maybe he gets his usual injury. We'll see. Anyone have uh, you want to do a, any sort of like prediction on the first game? What it's going to first game in this NFL season? What the outcome's going to be? As long as I don't lose by 101, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say I'm predicting I'm winning that bet. Uh, what a great bet. Um, yeah, no, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win 31 to 21. That's my prediction. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of these games are going to be high scoring because defenses um, often take longer to gel than offenses, and uh, they didn't get a preseason. Well, let's hope for high scoring for fantasy purposes, I guess, right? That's yeah, what we're, here. That's that's what we're here for, except for you, Brian. You want the Chiefs defense to do all right. Yeah, well, you know, they could, they could get scored on, but give me a couple interceptions, a couple sacks. Give me some turnovers. I'm cool with that. All right. And maybe maybe even, who knows, maybe even a, def- uh, a punt return touchdown or a kick return touchdown. Cool by me. Come on, Tyree Kale or me, Cole Hardman. Me, Cole. What do we got next, John? All right, let's go on to uh, Seattle at Atlanta. Uh, Seattle obviously gave away a King's Ransom for Jamal Adams to re-up that defense. Um, but the biggest story is, I think, obviously, Todd Gurley on the Rams. That offense has 11 first round draft picks on it so they have a bunch of 
guys that came over from other teams that didn't quite work out, but maybe just needed a different situation to succeed. What? Just 11 first-round picks? That, that, that sounds really crazy, actually. Well, it's crazy, but it's true. That's nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, and one of those... Um, well, actually, you also mentioned, you didn't mention that uh, Seattle did also... did not uh, re-sign Jadavian Clowney. He is now with the Tennessee Titans. Um, uh, yeah. So that's a big loss for their defense. But, uh, also a big, big loss for the Saints defense to not get him. I mean... They were like the front runners. They should have gotten. Them. They were a front runner of like two seconds. Um, <laughs> I heard they were trying real hard. They were trying real hard, but now they don't have that, so they're gonna go waste money on Kamara for way too many years. What um, do you think about the loss? But like, how are you processing this loss? What the Saints? Are you okay with it about losing out on Jadavian Clowney, seeing as you like put a lot of stock into it? You went really hard after him. I mean, it sucks because it just think about it. No, we're just, I'm just wrong. No, but it does. It does <laughs> when, 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 for the like the 30 seconds that I was like, oh, we have a shot. I'm like, oh man, Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, and uh, now it's Davian Clowney. I'm like, that defense is gonna be fucking nuts. This so, backfired. I didn't want to hear the answer. I well, too bad. Well, now you now it backfired. So that's what I wanted, but it's obviously not gonna happen. So anyway, um, going back to the uh, Falcons versus uh, Seahawks. Um, the I think you know. We don't know what this Falcons team is. This Falcons team, I feel like, is the biggest enigma in the NFL. Oh, yeah. We don't know what this offense is going to be like. Um, Matt Ryan had an interesting season last year. The defense, who the fuck knows what's going on with their defense? Um, and now you throw Todd Gurley into the mix um, on this team. And I just, I don't even know what to make of them. Like, I, they could be a four-win team, or they could be a twelve-win team. I feel like this team. Like, I uh, maybe, nah, not a, I maybe not four, maybe like six-win team. But they could six, be a six-win yeah. team or a twelve-win team. But I have no idea what to make of them. Like, like, I know Seattle. I think you could go all the way down to four to twelve. I mean, I, let's do they it. Also, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I just think I mean they'll be very exciting. Unless yeah, like, I'm not very sure about their defense, how good it will be. But their offense should be at least above average and fairly exciting so probably, they might play a bunch of shootout games it's just like every yeah. t- every time you think the falcons are going to be shit they they play really well but then when you have high expectations for them they just fall flat so that's true recent recent years though they've like gotten good at losing um at lo- they've gotten good at being a good team and losing or i know their defense has been insanely injured uh the last few years but I don't know. It always seems like they've been fine. Ever since the Super Bowl, they've found ways to lose. Yeah. What were they? They were like 6-2 and two down the stretch last year. I think, who they beat? They beat the, the Niners on that last second play in that crazy game. And I think they beat the Saints, too, to like deny them like home field or something. No, they beat the Saints earlier in the season when they were really, really shit. And the Saints beat them on, I think. I think it was uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. That when Young Hoku hit like three onside kicks in a row. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that was that was the wackiest shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> any thoughts on players in this game? I got I got one. My highest floor guy of the week is Chris Carson in this game. Highest Ooh. floor. I think he has the highest floor of the week. I would if there was a prop bet where I would say Chris Carson will not get below fifteen points. In fantasy, I would take that prop bet. Um, there might be a prop bet for something like that, just FYI. Um, I will look for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. I like Chris Carson this week a lot. Um, 
you know, he was too, way too high to be a boy. You know, he, you know, boys, he's like, a, he's a man. I don't think he's a boy, unless... Yeah, oh, he's definitely a man. So yeah, I he's can't he's be doing man. him. Um, but I also really, I, I like Todd Gurley this week. I think they're going to they're gonna bring him out. They're going to showcase him. They're going to be like, look, this is what the Rams, this is what you allowed to, for us to have. A guy who could still run the ball 15, 20 times, catch the ball another five times, and he's going to run it into the end zone near the goal line. Like, the Rams are going to be like, "Fuck, man, what did we just what did we just give up?" So. I, I could see, I could see a world where Todd Gurley is seventy yards, but two touchdowns and like four catches for forty yards. I think that's his wheelhouse this year. Is I don't think he's going to break the hundred yard mark too often. Touchdowns. But I think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Yes. He is going to be. I he, think he'll have double digit touch. He's going to be like the Melvin Gordon of a couple of years ago, yeah. right? Like when Melvin exactly. Gordon had like twenty. 20- I don't know if he's going to get the same amount of, of, passing down play. He's going to get passing down play, but Melvin Gordon was getting six catches a game. But I mean, like he's going to have that like ridiculous amount of touchdowns, but not a lot of yards. You know, like, yeah. that that's going to be him. Sorry, I'm trying to look for your. I'm trying. I'm just, I just really can't help but look for look for that. Uh, <laughs> That Chris Carson bet. I'm gonna find it. Um, another guy. Another, I mean, another guy I like in this game. Um, I like DK Metcalf. I. Um, I mean, I like him in general, but I think the uh, the Falcons secondary seems like a cool guy. We don't know what's going on, and if you know, you just let Russell Wilson do what Russell Wilson does, and DK Metcalf show what he can do last year. It's only gonna get better, and I think he's gonna become that receiver for the Seahawks, and. Then, I, I just I love it. I you know want to talk about uh, I think he's actually going to have a pretty high floor too. I think like like around the twelve point mark. I think is going to be his floor. I think he's going to re- he's I, I think guaranteed touchdown from DK Metcalf this week. Locking that. Yeah, you know, there's up a lot it. of there's a lot of fantasy juice to squeeze from this matchup. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of fantasy juice all so over much. the place. You know, you just this is a ripe a ripe one. I mean, you just name a player, bam, fantasy, bam, fantasy, bam, Locked, fantasy, bam, <laughs> bam, <laughs> bam. I mean both these. Hey, I mean both Pope, these offenses. Also, I'll say one of these off- uh, Falcons offense has one of my boys too. Um, oh, don't but, say that. All right, well, don't just say that. <laughs> do we want to go on to uh, the next game then? Or I mean, do we didn't really talk about Seattle that much? But Brian kind of covered it with Carson. I don't like any of these defenses uh, this week. Uh, just throwing that out there. Um, mm. But I, I do sort of like the Seattle defense in matchups this year. I think they're going to have a bunch of good matchups where they actually will be able to um, give you some fantasy points, but just not this week because you don't know. Falcons defense, Falcons offense is good, and I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna, like I said, they're going to be a high score. They're going to play in a bunch of high scoring games. They're going to be in a bunch of over games. So, I do want to uh, see how the re, how, how changing the defense from having kind of. A really strong front where they had pass rushers and strong linebackers to a really strong secondary. How um, how that changes their defense? Uh, does it affect Julio and Ridley at all this game? The, their secondary being uh, revamped. Uh, that's one thing I'd like to see with Seattle defense. And one thing I'd like to see with their offense is do does Greg Olson have anything left in the tank? Are people going to think about picking him up? After this game, Greg Olson. That's right. I we com- talked about him before. Completely forgot. Completely forgot he was. On we talked about him like briefly during our tight end episode, and I just completely left my memory bank that he uh, he was on that team. So hopefully, he, you know, hopefully, he can produce. Seahawks love tight ends, um, and they love tight ends who are usually not good. 
So, and Will Disley's not back yet. Will Disley, second half of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that has a really good first week and tricks a lot of people into picking him up. And it's just kind of uh, steadily drops. Yeah, there. yeah. If, if Greg Olson, you know, still, he's still Olson, right? Yeah. If he has a big first game, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going anywhere near him. He, that's that's uh, smoke and mirrors right there. That, that's not sustainable, I don't think, at his age, what's going on. So, not 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 buying it. I don't even care. If he, I don't get three touchdowns. I'm not buying it. It's TJ Hawkinson all over again. Week one, killing it. Gone for the rest of the year. Done. Sorry. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go on to uh, a game that will be lower scoring than the first two, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. Packers at Minnesota. Mainly just because I'm interested in two things on the Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers, and if he's going to be like, piss off Aaron Rodgers this entire season, and just like be in fuck you mode. Like, you drafted a quarterback, so this is what I'm going to do. And then also the Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, slash uh, I forget the other guy's name. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Dynamic. Like, did, were people way too cavalier about drafting Aaron Jones? Not only because he had like 80 touchdowns last year, and touchdowns aren't as repeatable as yards, but it is just way too crowded now. Oh, you know who I'm gonna? Oh man, I don't want to say this because I like Aaron Jones. He's a very good running back who just gets screwed by uh, the lack of faith that mm-hmm. the Packers front office has in him, but. He kind of reminds me of um, not on a skill base level, but on a purely how fantasy careers played out, like a Jeremy Hill. Oh no! A guy, a guy with a couple really good fantasy seasons, who everybody started drafting in the first and second round, and it was like, I think you just threw away your first or second round pick. Um, I don't want to be the one to tell you that, but I th- I think you might have. I I think there's poten- there's at least not no potential for Aaron Jones being pro. To me, I thought he could have possibly been, if you picked him in the first round, the uh, most dangerous first round pick. I just I I think I uh, I don't even want to agree with you just because of the fact you said Jeremy Hill. Yeah, you don't say the J but word. That it was, um, but you're but you're right. I mean, look, they don't use him the way he should be used. I don't know if they've learned their lesson. They drafted a running another running back to really muddle that offense. I mean, I'm and saying, it's not even like drafted him low. They their first pick they drafted. They drafted a running back, then they drafted a quarterback, and they're like, well, we're gonna just gonna get rid of the guys we have here. Surprised they just didn't try and draft like. Jerry Judy to get rid of Devontae Adams or something. Who knows? Like it's just, it's. I don't. I I I do agree with you that you may have wasted a very high pick on on Aaron Jones because, again, it's a muddled muddled offense. I don't even like the offensive line there. I don't know what's going on in Green Bay. I just watched James Jones pick them to win the Super Bowl. That's fucking stupid, and he's on television. Um, but. Aaron well, jo- hot, hot takes, yeah. Uh, yeah, hot takes, yeah. So um, I just I don't believe in Aaron Jones this season because, as you said, and we all agree, touchdowns aren't repeatable, and that offense is just... Yeah. Uh, whew, 
Man. I mean, it still has Aaron Rodgers. Look, he, had nine, he, had nine, he had 19 touchdowns last year. Yeah. That, in, do you think there's a world where he's close to that no, this year? No, no. He, he's lucky if he gets – he's lucky if he finds double-digit touchdowns this year. That's just my opinion. Like Again, a good player. We're not, this has nothing to do with the – you put Aaron Jones on a different offense, I feel really good about him because he's a good player. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like he – is some scrub in yards per carry. He had his worst year last year at 4.6 yards per carry, and he had 5.5 his freshman and sophomore year. Um, so, I mean, he's a good running back, but, like, two, he had 236 carries last year, and that was with Jamal Williams being injured a lot and without A.J. Dillon on the team. So that that's his that's probably the ceiling of carries that he gets. It's yeah. 236 is the absolute ceiling. You know how frustrating it was? Uh, I loved him last year, and I drafted him in a few leagues, and it was the, the, the most frustrating thing was watching a Packers game where Aaron Jones was just running through the defense, and then, you know, the next series, he sat out the entire fucking series for Jamal Williams. Like, you have one of the the best running backs possibly in the league and you're just sit him out an entire series or every other series yeah. like what the fuck are you doing and well, he still got 19 touchdowns which is absurd but that's not going to happen again this year cuz it's just that's it's not repeatable it's not it's not not going to happen and like i said the carries are probably not going to go up with the added uh running back uh, situation that's going on there, and if Williams stays healthy, so it's it sucks. It's it's not a good situation, which is why I stayed away from him the entire, you know, five drafts that I did. Sorry, Aaron Jones. We love you. You're good. We hope you prove us wrong. Well, okay, but the one right, I'll give one upside for Aaron Jones drafters. One injury in the backfield, and you already justified his first to second round pick. There you go. So. That's fair. But we don't hope for injury here, so. Let's just hope he's not Jeremy Hill. And if you're a young drafter and you really don't know who Jeremy Hill is, just just look him up. You'll be disappointed. Um, anything on... Well, we only talk about the Packers and Aaron Jones. We can talk about anything else. Um, uh, well, Minnesota, I mean, pretty much the only thing is Davlin Cook and... Feeling. If he can stay healthy and if Justin Jefferson can uh, emerge as a semi-replacement for Stefan Diggs. And you know, what talk- about can Adam Thielen play himself back into top 10 wide receiver um, or top even five like he did two years ago without Diggs? I Again, think he's, he's a little older now, but... If he's, not, uh, he's not old. I mean, he's, you know, he's... 30s, right? Yeah. 31, maybe? Is he even 31? Either way, I mean, look, it all, it all depends on how they run that offense. He's 30, yeah. 30, that's not bad. He just turned in uh, August. It's it's the offense. They, they, that offense was really bad in passing last year. So, I mean, if, if they could sort of fix that, I mean, I don't know how fixable it is with Kirk Cousins. That's just who Kirk Cousins is, and that's how that offense runs. It's very run-heavy offense, and I think they're going to they're continue doing that this year, especially with the you know, Dalvin Cook and Mattinson, uh, Madison, uh, on the team. Um, I, I still like Thielen. He's another receiver that I sort of shied away from, mainly because I think felt he was getting drafted too high. 
um, for what the production could be. But I mean, he's he's damn he's damn good. He's oh if if there's a receiver that could make himself open as long as he can get the you know the ball to him, I th- I think. Uh, I think Thielen could do what he you know he's, he's relevant. He's he's good. He's gonna be a wide receiver too, and I think at worst wide receiver too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a pretty high floor now with Diggs gone, but um, not your high floor of the week. Yeah, not I don't know if he's my high floor of the week, and I don't think he's just yeah. He, I don't think he's gonna have too many twenty five point games. All right, um, all right. Let's go on to the debut of Tom Brady with the Buccaneers playing at the Saints. Two old gunslingers that have. Oh, wait, hold on. Well, I think it's back. I want to insult Drew Brees. But two old gunslingers that have reduced reduced arm strength. Although it is the first week, so they should still should still be slinging it. Obviously, just the big biggest story is Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. What are they? What are they going to look like? Leonard Fournette. How many tack, uh, How many carries is he going to get as the as the season progresses? Is Rojo, is that all that hype gone, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is what? The, probably the most anticipated, um, one of the most anticipated storylines for the start of a football season ever uh, for me, and also one of the most anticipated uh, fantasy what-ifs. It, I mean, it could, it could go so many ways. Is this going to be the fantasy juggernaut? that a lot of people are predicting, or is uh, 43-year-old Tom Brady going to drag down Godwin and Evans? Four, five. I mean, people think, like, there there might be six, six or seven fantasy-relevant players on this team. Right? Brady, Rojo, Fournette, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, and maybe one other tight end? Yeah, yeah, and even uh, they have that. What Scott? What's the, the third wide receiver is starting to make a little waves in people's mind? But I think that's a little crazy that you think that this team is going to support yeah, three only, wide receivers. There's only one ball. I think at most right now you could really have, you have Brady, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, and then the two running backs. At this point, I don't think you could even put Brait or um, wow, I even lost his name now. The other guy, um, Howard. How OJ OJ Howard. Howard. Uh, I don't think you could really. Like, they're. I mean, they may, you know, be involved. I mean, they will be involved because you know Brady does like the tight end. But you know, you we don't know what capacity is going to happen right now. You know, you can only trust the guys, who you know are going to be on the field all the time. And you know, look, Gronkowski. I mean, taking a year off. I think, I think he's going to. Those first like eight or nine games, I think he's going to be ridiculous. So, but isn't it crazy that? A tight end that was basically rested for the regular season in order to save him for the postseason took off a year and is coming back and then is playing with basically a reduced preseason, no preseason games, like reduced training camp, and is being drafted as a top ten tight end. Like that's a little crazy. And Only replaced, because he's being paired with with his like long time with partner. his guy. Yeah, he's being drafted for his, his red zone. Uh, presence, not, not his. He, nobody's drafting him for his yards per game, and targets. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not going to dominate targets. He's not going to get. He might get. I think you will be lucky 
to get four targets a game out of him. But and all four of those will be in the red zone. You're hoping, yeah. You're hoping that he gets a touchdown a game. Yeah, and there's no league where I'm drafting Gronkowski where I'm not drafting a backup tight end like Jack Doyle. You know, like, it's it doesn't happen because... Your boy. You have Jack to draft. Doyle, only but, tight end in Indianapolis right now. So I'm, The only tight end in Anthony's heart. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> there's, there's one more. There's one more. <laughs> There's a Hayden Hurst. There's a Hayden Hurst. Um, Chris Herndon? Oh, okay. Get the fuck out of here, actually. <laughs> you know, Chris Herndon is probably going to have a decent year. As long as he stays healthy. He's already, he's already injured. Um, Get off the drugs. So, but, yeah, look, Gronkowski, if you drafted him, you better have drafted a, a backup because, like you said, the, he's not going to get the, the, the 80 or you know, 70 receptions. And if, it, if the workload gets too much, I think he might end up ultimately getting injured. Uh, just because that's just who Gronk is at this point. So uh, you better just have a backup plan. But for early on, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I'm not excited the Saints have to play them week one. Um, I think I'd rather play them week one. I mean, I guess that's... to, like, gel in a game yet. That's true. That is true. Um, we do have to play them again, so it don't matter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Uh, it just sucks that no fans are going to be there because I think that would have been... A very exciting game, like you know, just the, yeah, the, the crowd uh, would have been nuts. What's Whistleman gonna do? What's uh, Saints Master Chief gonna do? Sit at home and be all dressed up in their own homes, probably. Probably they're all very strange, but I love them. I, I think the Buccaneers defense has a chance to outplay their offense in this one. And they have a good defense, and it's so funny how many people underrate that defense, uh, how good they were last year, and like yards per game and whatnot. And uh, very, a very probably, I think they have the best defensive front in football. So I mean, you know, well, look, it's going to be an interesting battle because Saints have a good offensive line, they got a great defensive front. Um, Saints got a good pass rush. And Brady's one of the fastest to get the ball out of his hand. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a very good game. Um, and again, a lot of fantasy talent in this game as well um, that you could be playing. So any um, anyone stick out on either team that you'd say highest floor of this of this game? I mean, Michael Thomas always sticks out as a high floor guy. <laughs> All right. Besides Michael Thomas, who's always going to get the... Do you play Emmanuel Sanders in this game? In this game, no. Not not week one versus the Bucks. I think I'd give it a week to see what that offense looks like with him. Like, are they still just going to continue to just drop it to Michael Thomas? And I want to see what his role is. Um, I'd rather play Jared Cook than uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Let's say I had like a flex position. I'd rather play Jared Cook over Emmanuel Sanders. Hmm. I mean, I guess. Good, yeah, give Emmanuel Sanders a couple couple weeks. I just want to see what he looks like in the offense. Again, no preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I guess the first couple weeks you kind of have to take the safe the safe route unless you have like a bunch of like safe bets. Then you can like risk on your third wide receiver or flex. But but yeah, uh, I agree. That's right, Jake. I do like him down the road, but yeah. So. Well, yeah, but he can't wait too long because then Breeze's arm is just going to blow out and he's not going to be able to catch any balls. That's probably true. If it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, um, all right. I got two. I, you guys said five games, but there was six good games, so I, I did six. Um, let's do <laughs> uh, another interesting 
game. Cardinals at San Francisco. Obviously, Cardinals are probably the most hyped team besides the Buccaneers this year. Anthony is saying that they're going to be number one seed in the NFC for some reason. <laughs> Never said that. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Yeah, um, he said that. I don't agree with it either. They're gonna win the but, they're gonna win the NFC West though. So, yeah. so uh, I mean, we pretty much said everything we need to say about the Cardinals, where they have. I mean, Kenyon Drake just got a clean bill of health, so it looks like he's gonna be a full go. <laughs> um, what? Just the thing of him getting like a, just like a little piece of paper that says you have a clean bill of health, and he's just all excited. I don't know. I'm get, I, like I'm assuming that, like that's what <laughs> it, that's that's what used to happen in like, the 1700s, and like that's where that saying comes from. Uh, I just pictured like, it in my head. Well, I was all right. Uh, side, random sidebar, but I was watching this YouTube series about these archaeologists that are building a uh, medieval castle from scratch, and it's like over thirty years. It's re- it was like it was like five parts. It was there. Like, it was like five hours long. It's really interesting. Um, but they would say that like these phrases, like just like doing like the daily grind, like they would grind the wheat into into grain or the grain into seed or whatever. And like that's where that saying comes from. And like so many sayings that we still use today come from just peasants of medieval life doing doing their tasks. I mean, that's so all about like right. All just peasants of medieval life doing. I mean, in a way, yeah. Pretty much I mean, social media and everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, so, San Francisco. What? What are you gonna say? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I was just thinking with. With uh, Anthony's pick to uh, win the NFC, do we hold off the coronation this week? Do you think, uh, you know, it takes at least this week against a very, very fast San Francisco defense to uh, get Kyler Murray going, to get Kenyon Drake going, to get Hopkins going? Do you think uh, you kind of have to lower your expectations for at least this first week? All I know is last year versus 49ers, Kyler Murray had uh, two games, and one was uh, he had 130 QB rating and 100 and like, three QB rating. So I am not worried about the future MVP of this league um, with a better wide receiver core than he had last year. So, yeah, and versus a suspect at best secondary. And I don't care about the pass rush. Kyler Murray's the man. Lock him up. Highest floor of this freaking game. Under 20. Like, they have 25 points or higher. Okay, that oh well, that's that's ridiculous. But I will tell you one quarterback I do have to worry about, <laughs> and his name is Jimmy Garoppolo. Get the fuck out of here, Garoppolo. Get out of here. What, you you don't have worries about Garoppolo, or you're saying like get him out of here? Like you have so many worries about he's, Garoppolo. He's, he's gonna be terrible, awful. Okay, all right. Like yeah, is is there like the like he's just been hearing all offseason how like he sucked in the playoffs and how like any other quarterback would have taking them, you know, to the promised land and like they have to have Raheem Mozart run the ball 50 times a game for them to win. Like, how does that like mess with the guy's psyche? I mean, he's, I I think, I think he uses it, um, as bulletin board material and outscores Kyler Murray in this game. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, Prediction. The only thing he's going to see is the front of Chandler Jones's uh, face mask while he plants him to the ground like three times because Chandler Jones is also going to be the future defensive MVP. Oh, yeah, defensive player of the year. Not a lot of respect for your Saints and their hypothetical Jadavion Clowney signing. I'm just speaking the facts over here, okay? Speaking the facts that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have a lot of time to throw the ball. When he does throw it, he's going to throw it right to the Honey Badger. 
And it's going to be a very bad game for the 49ers. Well, honey, well that's weird because Honey Badger is not Kansas. My bad. I was thinking Honey Badger on the, on the Cardinals. Oh, shit. Uh, what is his name? Buda Baker, right? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Who was, the, I think, was the highest paid cornerback for a hot second. And then, uh, do you guys hear that fucking dog going crazy in the background? Yeah, we do hear that dog. I was trying to ignore it, but it's very hard to ignore. Freaking, um, someone needs to get control of their fucking butt in my, in my <laughs> <court>. <laughs> Is that your downstairs neighbors for the? Uh, hold on, let me close the door. This is crazy. <laughs> so one while John closes the door for that. Why that is your dog. front door open? No, that's the um, that's the uh, leads out to the uh, the the patio or the deck or whatever. Uh, so someone must be out in the courtyard with their dog barking like a son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Wait, okay. so much better. I think it also stopped as soon as I closed the door. Of course. Uh, of course. But no, no, the dancers neighbors that had the dog, they moved out a couple, like a month and a half ago. But every time I would go downstairs and out my front door, that dog would fucking sprint to the door and start yapping. I was like, shut up, dog. Yeah, that dog was really that dog was not, really annoying. It would not. It would not shut up. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I misspoke. Not Pony Badger. Buda Baker will be picking off Garoppolo because he's not a good quarterback, and he has no one to throw to. So he doesn't have really good wide receivers. And well, Debo's good. They have Brandon Ayuk, right? They have all these guys. They have Kittle's the only one. Yeah, so, but they scheme him in that in that offense. It's just more of a scheme thing. I'm going. Cardinals are going to win this game. 27-24. God, I I'm rooting. I was not going to. I'm. I've been. I've been rooting for the Cardinals since they got Kyler, and I want to see um, what's his name, the coach, be successful. But God, I just want to. I want them to lose now because you're so in on. Them. I know. <laughs> I know. Every league, you ruined, I you ruined it. I legit have Kyler Murray in every league that I'm in. So. I'm all in. I'm all in on Kyler, and and the Cardinals this year. So something's gonna go wrong, dude. You're too in. You're too far deep. In <laughs> I hope not, but it's very possible. It's very. You possible. can't. You can't be this deep in, and think everything's gonna go right. I mean, you know, a plan can come together. You know, they always used to say that. We love when a plan comes together in the A team. It just might happen. But anyway, um. What else do you guys have about this game? I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins' first game. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's just like the Cardinals are the are the most interesting thing, and then the San Francisco 49ers bounce back. That's basically it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And I, 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 this is what about what color is the sky during this game? Uh, oh my oh god. god, dude, the picks on that are actual are legitimately crazy. Like, I'm, like, seriously worried. That, that, Will they even be able to play it there? They're still uh, holding out hope. I just read an article uh, right before we uh, we uh, we went on that uh, they're still holding out hope they can play in Levi Stadium. So, uh, Where do they go if they can't? Well, I guess what does it matter? They didn't have fans anyway. They could probably go to uh, San Diego. There was never fans there anyway. Oof. Got them good. Got I'll them. say... <laughs> there, I saw an interview where I think it was Hunter Henry said that the Chargers are probably the biggest benefactors of this no fans thing because they always had the opposing fans in their home stadium. So, like, <laughs> that's so better, have, true. better have no fans than opposing fans. Oh, man. Giants and Jets don't don't struggle much. 
They have the most garbagely built stadium where you can't hear the fans anyway. And on top of that, the fans are never loud at those games. And I hate so that I stadium. I feel like they don't do much. I hate that this stadium. It doesn't do much. It's a fucking like old CD holder. It looks really stupid. I don't like it. I yeah, it a few and times. it muscles fan noise. It's a terrible stadium. Terrible. Because they separate all the fans by boxes. Like, there's the cheap seats and then the boxes and then the expensive seats. And you just like, I just feel like you can't. You there's can't got, loud. There's, there's no wall of sound coming at you. Mm-mm. Terrible architecture. Waste of a waste of a few billion dollars. Dude, like, how do you spend a billion? I, I mean, I know we've talked, like, not on the podcast about the high building costs in in this area for many reasons. But like, how do you spend a billion dollars? Billion dollars and come up with a garbage stadium, and then like at the Falcons. They built a billion-dollar awesome stadium. Yeah, I, I think they built it for concerts, man. I think they built it for year-round. They didn't think 100% football. That's the dumbest thing. That's, you know what? You're probably right. Because they, they probably thought it more multi-purpose and leaning towards away from football. And you're probably absolutely right. Because people absolutely love going there for concerts. Um, but apparently football games, and I've been there, are not that fun. <laughs> oh my god! I saw the the one of the rowdiest, oldest concert crowds for a Bruce Springsteen concert at at MetLife Stadium. There, that that sounds. It was it was very Jersey. Don't, don't of course it was very Jersey. Like that's the <laughs> that's one of the most Jersey things. No. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. There's must All right. Been, must have been a lot of middle aged ladies there, and men. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of old dudes with. Uh, with some pop collars and like that, like that go against the blue collar songs of Bruce Springsteen and, and his messages and everything. But just love, <laughs> just love the music. All right, um, all right let's well, go into. You can't uh, have what you love, man. Come on, we're, we're almost an hour in and we haven't even gotten to the segments. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on to the last game quickly, just because I want to talk. Another game? I told you there's six games. Let's go. All right, Cowboys at Rams, real quick. Rams gave Jalen Ramsey the biggest contract ever for a defensive back. How are the Rams getting this money? I don't know. They must have like Mickey Loomis's like evil cousin <laughs> or something running their cap because they have, like Brian said, all their cap tied up in like two defensive guys and two offensive guys. And they're still working on trying to get Cooper yeah. Cup an extension too. So don't know where they're getting that money from. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have, they have a lot of money tied up in a guy that's not even on the team. Uh, back. <laughs> they have a lot of money tied up in a quarterback that looked just like dirt yet last year. He looked awful. Like um, Aaron Donald has the richest contract ever for a defensive lineman, and then Jalen Ramsey has the richest contract ever. I mean, they, all these people have the richest contract until they don't. But, you know, they they seem to be setting the market for every position, and you, this is not a space you want to be in. No. It doesn't last long. No, you either get your one championship, and you kind of bask in your glory, and you suck, or you get your no championships, and you... You suck. Yeah. And There's two ways that ends. They um they went all in a couple of years ago thinking they had a shot for the soup shot for the Super Bowl. And they did. They were they were right there. They they could have won a Super Bowl, but I think that failure is now really their like, you know, their downfall. Like they they had their one early shot and I think now they I, I mean, you would think they would have learned their lesson, but I, based on what they're doing with Ramsey. I don't think they learned the lesson of giving out all these really, really high contracts 
to players. Um, I mean, again, and, and on the other side of things, <laughs> high contracts to players. You know, I mean, they, the Cowboys been... aren't much better here. No, you know, that's giving, true. Giving so much money to a wide receiver who often only has one foot, so much money to a running back after seeing what happened with Todd Gurley. Everybody saw Todd Gurley, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do it too." <laughs> Why not? We'll be the only other guys that are willing to go over fifteen and then, million. And then they have a, a a good quarterback, and they're like, "Nah, we're not going to give you the money you want." Yeah, so, quarterback. It's, it's weird. Me? It's weird. It's very strange. I don't know how this. I don't know how things work. But I, the one I, the only thing I do know is they, they like to backload contracts. So that usually is why they're able to to deal with it now, and then they continue to backload them, and then move and extend them, and then continue backloading those contracts. On those players until like that's how they that's how they keep the money and yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a bold strategy it's at one point the, the the house of cards is going to collapse on the Saints it's going to collapse on the Cowboys it's going to collapse on the Rams all these teams that are doing it so it's just a matter of when so if you win a Super Bowl it don't matter but if you don't you know you know the Saints have only been all, the only recent like cap-heavy team that's found big success. Like, Eagles have always been smart with cap. I'm just talking about, like, recent success. Seattle, I mean, they just got so lucky with the Legion of Boom um, draft picks. Then, I mean, the Patriots have always been, obviously, the smartest cap team. I mean, Kansas City, obviously lucky with a, with a young quarterback, but now they're going to start to feel it a little bit after giving that contract and Travis Kelsey contract. And, yeah. And Derek Jones. Yeah. So that Kansas city, I think is, is going to be fine just because of the talent of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, though. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and teams like, uh, like the Broncos sort of lucked into Peyton Manning having a, a phenomenal season and then being able to have a defense that was able to hold them up the next year before Peyton Manning crapped out and, you know, they, you won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, you, you had that, that luck. But teams that are putting all this money in, like, spending really hard dollars on three or four fucking players, it just doesn't seem to be working out. Like Yeah, besides the Saints. And, and Saints really hasn't worked. I mean, they've gotten the Saints far. Saints have endless pockets. They, they, they've gotten <laughs> far, but they haven't won the Super Bowl since 2000, uh, 2010 or, you know, 2009 season. So, it's... Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't... If you're a perennial, uh, if you're a perennial playoff team, team yeah. you're successful yes. in the NFL. It's yes. hard to win. As, as a fan, though, you know it's very upsetting when you get that close and then you lose. You know, the Bills know it the most. Well, we always have this conversation. <laughs> would you rather have? Would you rather be in the Giants' position where you have two and no pl- other playoff years, or would you rather be in the Saints' position where you have one and you're constantly making the playoffs? But the, the Giants have more than two. They have, like, four or five, right? I'm talking recently. Uh-huh. Like, since it, since you're in the last 15, 20 years. Like, would, you, would that rather be your last? So, okay, 10-year span. Would you rather make the playoffs? Once and win one Super Bowl or win? Yeah, or eight times and win no Super Bowls. Oh, man. I, I, I want... The glory of winning that suit, like the, the not the glory, because I get no glory, because I'm just a fan. Um, just the sensation of the team winning that Super Bowl was like was amazing. So I think getting that multiple times is like, come on. I mean, as a, as a Yankees fan, we all know winning multiple World Series, it, it doesn't get worse. It just gets better. 
right? So winning more, even if you don't that's make not, the fucking playoffs. I mean, playoffs. that's not a good comparison. No, good, no, I know it's not a good comparison because they always win because they're the greatest team of all time. But um, yeah. but I mean, like, it, when this, every time you win it, it doesn't get, like, any less. You know what I'm saying? So, like, winning it again, I just feel like it gets better. So I, would, I know. You also don't have anything to look forward to 80% of the, the seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're also not... You're not having any fun for the journey besides once. I know. Like, you get to have a fun journey every single year as a Saints fan. The Like, the Giants, yeah, I mean, I could remember I could remember the 2011 World, I mean, Super Bowl and be like, that was amazing. Uh, I felt on top of the world. That was so good. But my, not, I've had nine years of bad journeys since then. Like, I haven't had a fun season as a Giants fan. You yeah, at least get a fun season every year. I know, but when, you know, it's just like you have nothing to show for it. It was sort of like, it's like, you know, I, I, have, I have two bad beats in, in in playoffs to show for it, you know? The Minnesota yeah. Miracle and the fucking, the, the, the worst non-call of all time that made them fucking make pass interference um, reviewable. Like Also, also <laughs> the, uh, the Vernon Davis catch mm. where... Where this, where they, oh, that uh, was where they scored on the Saints in like the last second. Oh, really that was mad. the worst. I knew that was gonna happen too. Any, any talk like the entire dinner throughout Mom's beef stew. I mean, that was probably because it was really good beef stew, and I just wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that was fucking painful because that was True. probably the best Saints team that they had with Drew Brees. So nine, yeah. Um, um, also, just like as a Jet fan that has neither, I would say I probably take the playoff runs every year. Really. You don't yeah. want to feel that Super Bowl glory. Once. Well, I mean, are you getting this one? <laughs> if I'm getting, if I'm getting one, I want the, I want the competitive every year. All right. No matter what, basically. I don't know if anyone, if anyone differs or has any, you know, just let us know. I mean, on Twitter, because I would love to know how people feel about this. So we'll like, run up the poll. If um, I was a player, I would say the one champion over one championship over ten playoff seasons. As a fan, different. I'll, I'll go through nine losing seasons for one championship. And then, no, a player. I'll go through nine seasons, yeah, yeah. seasons for one championship over ten playoffs and no losing seasons. But as a fan, I just think the, yeah. I'm just sitting on my couch 16 weeks. I want some good entertainment uh, yeah. for those ten years rather than for just one year. I guess. I get, you know, I, 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 I 100% see your point. Um, I do. I do. I just don't know. I just I, – the it was a really good feeling that day, and I, I literally, I can vividly remember it, like it was yesterday. Um, even had an, yeah. even even had an ice sculpture of the Lombardi Trophy with the Saints logo in it at my wedding. So, because <laughs> they gave us a free ice sculpture, and that was one of the choices was a Lombardi Trophy. So, um, so yeah, let's move on. All right, let's go on to uh, the, our week one segment. Stunned. <laughs> Finally, an hour and three minutes in. Well, yeah, you would fucking shut up about the fucking Saints. So. Uh, our week one segment, studs that will be duds for week one. So this is maybe uh, picks that were had in rounds one to four that will not perform up to your studly uh, expectations, but will still score like 10, 10 points maybe, but not up to uh, where they were drafted. These are our STDs. The studs will be duds. Yeah. That, yep. That, that acronym doesn't make any sense, but okay. Uh, my first stud. <laughs> that 
<laughs> it makes sense. First, <laughs> it makes sense. My first stud that will be yeah, a duck. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I, have, uh, I had him too. All right, I'll cross him off my list. Uh, okay, just it's well, against the Rams. Um, I mean, the, these the are Browns... The... Unless the Browns' offense went through like a huge like mental shift, they always seem to shrink in the biggest situations. Uh, unless Baker Mayfield really got his shit together, he always seemed to to just like fuck up the worst in the biggest situations. And also, there's a whole poop story. So I'm just I'm just going Odell Beckham. Like we don't kink shame in 2020 between consenting adults, but like that's got to be weighing on his mind a little bit. So, I mean, we don't if we don't kink shame, we don't kink shame. Full stop. Okay. Between consenting adults. Uh, Odell Beckham, I'm probably saying just lower your expectations. Maybe 10 points. Not He's not going to get well, a huge. He's not going to get I'm, a big game. I'm 100% with you. I had him as well. And obviously, Brian had him. Uh, tough matchup. He's going up against Marlon Humphrey. Looked good. Ravens defense was getting better as the year went on. And last season, Odell, uh, in two games versus the Ravens, had a total of six catches for 64 yards. So I, I was gonna, I was going to give that stat. Nice. Okay. Look at that. Yep. Six catches, 64 yards, one touchdown, I believe. So that's two games. Um, so even if he gets that this game, that's a good game, but it's not. No, it's I mean, no, game. that's a really good game. It's not a great game, but it's it's a really good game. But that's, so in, that's in two games. So. Yeah. It's not a studly do right game. All right. Uh, Brian, what's what's one of your studs that will be duds or STDs? Uh, I, my biggest STD. My stud. <laughs> My biggest Dudley Dudley of the week um, is Miles Sanders. Mm. If he plays, he's coming into this game a little hobbled, a little hamstring action. Uh, it, and, you know, the Eagles lost their two best linemen. And they're going against, uh, you know, Washington. Everybody, nobody thinks they're going to win a lot of games, but they do have a terrifying front line with... Uh, Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, Sweet, sorry, Josh Allen. Um, they they have they have players up front, man. That's that line is no joke. Uh, so yeah, I I'm not a fan of Miles Sanders this year to the point where uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to play. Not this year, this this week. No, I just so, most people weren't a fan of him this year because he got drafted way late in every league. Miles. You're not a Miles. You're not a Miles Fanders, is what you're saying. I'm not a Miles Fanders this week. You probably drafted him in the second to third round. Um, you're going to play him, but I'm not sure. You know, it's been. I feel like it's been so long since the draft for some reason. I mean, it has. Um, that I completely forgot that Chase Young was on the on the Red. Uh, sorry, football team. Um, wow. And uh, and yeah, like it's he's uh, yeah. he's, he's going to be an animal this year. Absolute animal. Yeah. All right. Okay, I, what's one of your uh, STDs that my, you want to talk one of, about? One of my STDs is going to be a wide receiver, and his name is Amari Cooper. Um, mm. He's going up against the highest-paid cornerback in the league named Jalen Ramsey, and he's been limited with a hamstring injury because he's always limited with some sort of leg injury. And um, I honestly think that he is going to not be the number one wide receiver on that team at the end of the year. It's going to be Michael Gallup. Yeah, we get it. Everyone we get gets it, it I know. So I... I mean, I was on Michael Gallup last year, but 
Amari Cooper's still the number one receiver on that team. Barely, and that was last year. So I think injuries are going to continue to haunt him, and as well as Jalen Ramsey is going to haunt them all, all game. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, a guy you drafted maybe in the second, third round, he's not going to give you maybe more than 10, 12 points, maybe, if that. And that's PPR we're talking here, so not, not feeling him this week. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair as well. Uh, my One of my uh, STDs that I want to talk about is uh, Le'Veon Bell. It's just a whole big drama going on between him, Adam Gaze. Now there's Frank Gore involved. Uh, there's P. Ryan, uh, who's getting, like, like running. Like, I just don't know what's going on. Like, I, I've, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Le'Veon Bell tweets something, and, like, Adam Gaze is like, oh, no, he doesn't mean that. And plus, we're going up against the Bills, so like probably like fifty yards, maybe a couple catches. Like, not not going to be a good game. I'm I'm going to predict Frank Gore will have more points than Le'Veon Bell at the end of the game. I don't think I even would start Le'Veon Bell it's, if I have two running backs that I feel better about. I don't know if I start him in this game. I it's ha- it's definitely a thought that should cross your mind. I have done everything in my power of like to not draft Le'Veon Bell. Like, I made sure the pieces were around my fantasy team that I did not have to draft Le'Veon Bell this year. Like, I wouldn't get, like, it. Would, the value would never be good enough for Le'Veon Bell to be a guy I wanted. And He, it, he should have been going around where Mark Ingram was going, not where he was. Like, he was going fourth yeah. in a lot of trash. Every, he, he, should, he should have been in the sixth with Mark Ingram. Every, get back to the sixth round, Mark Ingram. <laughs> I'd rather have Mark Ingram. I'd rather have Mark Ingram. Um, I don't know if I'd rather have Mark Ingram, but that's just where he should have been around. Where all the rookies were. Where the Jonathan Taylors <laughs> were and the Cam Akers were. I mean, yeah, I, I, the reason why I put him in this is because we discussed it. And I looked in every league I drafted, and he was drafted in the fourth round. And that, that was sort of our cap on the, uh, we call a stud. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, I drafted him in one league in, like, the fifth round, but it's a 2QB league. So it's, like, so it's a little bit different, but... Yeah, I don't even know how drafts work in two QB leagues, so I can't judge that. It's very it's, strange. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, it's this, especially this week. I, I I had a little bit of just trepidation drafting him, anyways. But this week definitely is kind of rough. All right, Brian. D. Ryan. All right, I have another. Um, I'll go running back as well. I uh, was going to go Odell, but that was already taken. So I'm going to go with one that I don't think many are going to think about. I uh, I think you guys might think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go temper your expectations for James Conner, who I do think is going to have a good season. But the Giants, uh, absolutely pitiful secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides Bradbury, the entire secondary is hurt. I know they just got Logan Ryan in there, but they just got him in there a week ago. So he's coming in completely, uh, completely cold. new, completely cold. Completely um, nude and cold, yeah. But all their draft picks, all of their um, free agent signings, everything is up front, and not even up front, but mainly on that run defense. They were a sneaky good run defense last year. They Leonard Williams, look, as for as much as his pass rushing capabilities haven't been there. He has been a very stout run stopper. They have a very good uh, middle of the defense. Uh, they just can't guard anybody in the back. Uh, 
I think Ben Roethlisberger has a very good game. Uh, I would temper the yards on James Conner. He might get there with the touchdowns. Though. So I might be very far off on this. But um, I, I see this as a very good game for Schuster and Deontay and even uh, maybe Ebron gets a touchdown or two. Okay. I mean, Ebron, like, I don't want to go into crazy tight end type, but he's getting a lot of praise from the Steelers. But another, another episode. Another let's not episode. let's not let's not talk about Ebron. I'm going to talk about him in just a little bit. Hey, oh, okay. uh, uh, Anthony. All right. Well, I've already had so. Let's go on. Yeah. Let's go well, on so here, another STD. So I already had three STDs taken. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell was one of my STDs. I had Odell, and I already said Amare. So I got two left, and I'm going to go with... Wait, you said Amare? Amare. Amare. <laughs> Very fancy let's just, add, let's just do two more, you and John. Okay. I, I got... I got, well, I got. Oh, wait. I can't... I have two guys left. I'm only going to do one more each? Just just say just say two. Just say two real quick. All right. Two real, two real quick. Boom. Bang. Uh, Mike Evans versus the, uh, the New Orleans mm. Saints. Um, this is if he plays, though. He obviously had an uh, injury, um, but I, I feel like he's going to play. But in the past three games versus the Saints... And going up against Lattimore, he has no touchdowns. He hasn't hit the 100-yard mark in any of those games. And in one of those games last season, he had a big old bagel with catches. So, uh, oh, a big old, big old bagel. And oh I'm not a fan of Mike Evans when he's going up against Lattimore. So I think if anyone's going to have the points in this game for the Bucks, it's going to be Godwin. Because, well, Godwin is going to be the better receiver this year. And Mike Evans just always seems to have issues versus New Orleans and Marshawn Lattimore. My second guy is comes with no surprise, and his name is Melvin Gordon. Um, <laughs> the Titans' defense just got a little bit better. I don't know if you guys know this, but he did this on Javian Clowney. Uh, the Saints were the front runners, but they didn't get him. Um, so now he's going up against uh, a better front seven, and Melvin Gordon's not really a good running back. So I don't think he's going to have a great game. Uh, maybe a few catches here and there, but you know, Denver Broncos have a better running back. His name's Philip Lindsay. And uh feel like, you know, Melvin Gordon's just going to end up having a mm, game, uh, you know, as his first with the Broncos versus a stout Tennessee Titans defense. I kind of think they try to use their shiny new toy in the, pa- in the passing game a lot this game. I don't know. He's not that Something shiny. Something feels like they're going to target him a lot. They may, but I don't like him either way. Okay. It's Drew sure. Locke. It's Drew Locke at quarterback. Is he a, if it was Alex Smith, I would love it because that's Dumper King right there. But I don't know who Drew Lockwood. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know his style. All right. Um, I mean, the other guy we talked about is it's Aaron Jones. Just the matchup, uh, and then also that whole backfield committee and not knowing how he's gonna be used is I feel like just gonna make me wor- wary about his uh, his ceiling this week. So that's, that's, that was my last STD. A lot of oh, STDs my, this week. Uh, yeah, we, we do not have a clean bill of health at all. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go on to the final recurring and our favorite segment of the show. It's the boys of the week. No, it's not playing after all this time. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had it. I thought we had it. I tested this. Hold on, ready? There we go. Yo, I okay. I sat here before the the show and tested that on my phone 
literally 20 times Allison kept looking at me. And I'm like, it's going to work. It's not, well, let me double check it. Let me triple check it. And of course, I fucking do it this time. It just stares at me and it doesn't fucking play. God okay. Well, all right, that's a 0 for 1 for you this season, Anthony. All right, so um, God damn it. I, I completely forgot who won last year. So uh, it was probably Brian. So, Brian, why don't you go first? I think I won, actually. Well, you just fucked up that, so, Brian, you go first. <sighs> Where did you fuck up? Because I lost connection for a second. Uh, like I, I set him up perfectly, and then it, he didn't play it for, like, 10 seconds, and it was awkward. Oh, that was probably... Uh, so we don't get the boys drop? No, we got it. We got it, but like after like twenty seconds. It was probably okay, I'll go first since I probably won last year. Ah, fuck you, I won. <laughs> I know I won. But anyway, go. I'm gonna start things off with John Brown. Oh, God uh, damn it. I knew I should have gone first myself. <laughs> I think he's right on the cusp of the boys of the week since Diggs is there and people have been pushing him down a lot. Um he still really had a great connection with Josh Allen last year. And the Jets don't have Jamal Adams anymore, and I think they're just going to get thrown on all year. All year, it's just going to come pouring down. And I think Josh, John Brown is going to uh, reap those benefits this game. I'd say four catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Very good. My... Now, this is where the boys get kind of strategic. I'm, all right, I'm going to take a boy that's well-known that we've talked about that I know someone else loves on the show, and I mentioned earlier this this episode. I'm going Hayden Hurst versus Seattle, 4,300. Uh, big fan. Atlanta is missing a big part of their red zone offense, and that name was Austin Hooper. Hayden Hurst is going to slide nicely into that hole. <laughs> He's going to fill yeah, that yeah. red zone. <laughs> He's going to fill that red zone and catch a lot of balls in it. So... Hayden Hurst, he's probably going to get maybe three targets for like 25 yards, but he, he's definitely going to get a touchdown. And as a tight end, that's all you need. That's I, a lot of implications in the, uh, everything you just said, though. And, uh, like, <laughs> it's been going on all night. So, And um, just for anyone who uh, just listened to the this, not maybe last year or whatever, um, when John said 4,300, he just meant 4,300 on DraftKings. That's how much he costs. Because uh, I know we don't yeah. we haven't done that. Yeah. But, yeah, boys can't be too expensive. You gotta no. have some reasonably priced yeah. boys. Exactly. They have to be. They, they can't be men. They gotta be boys, and that's what this whole segment is about. Um, I know you went. I'm I'm glad you went Hayden Hurst because obviously you know who I'm going with. Mm-hmm. It's the brawler. It's Jack Doyle, and he is my boy. I mean, look. Again, how can we not continue to say how good Jack Doyle is with Philip Rivers at quarterback, and they haven't even played a game yet? Like that's that's how crazy it is. I mean, I, you can easily not say it. No, you have to. Go but you have Go to off. say it. There's no Eric Ebron there. There's no Trey Burton because he's hurt. And who the fuck cares about Trey Burton anyway, right? It's just Philip Rivers in love with tight ends, and the, it, it's just the this is the last tight end hoorah that he has, and it's gonna be Jack Doyle. Hoorah! And they're going up against the possibly the worst team in the league this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as uh, some people call them. Um, so I'm no. loving Jack Doyle this year, and I'm loving him this game. And at some point, he's not even going to be able to be a boy anymore because he's going to become a man. So I'm going to get him now. I, I <laughs> love the brawler so much, and you know this. And I just it's just the amount you've talked about him and Tyler Murray <laughs> this offseason. You want them I, to do bad now, right? I kind of do. Well, I kind of do. I oh, my God. I kind of really do. Well, here it is. I'm going to have so much shattering for it if they both suck Stick at your expense. Know. 
Six for really here it is. Too. Here's six for eighty-five and one touchdown versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right? Well, that's that's ridiculous. That is right. not ridiculous. That's it's close to ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. Um, but it's close, and I hope it is. I hope you're wrong, and I hope <laughs> I hope something goes right. Um, I'm gonna uh, stick with tight ends then. Kind of hinted at it a few minutes ago. Eric Ebron versus the always pitiful against tight end Giants. Um, can never go to tight end. For as long as I've been a Giants fan, they haven't been able to go to tight end. And uh, I say three targets, two touchdowns, 27 yards. <laughs> that sounds like an Ebron uh, stat line. <laughs> yep, that's that's my, uh, my boy guess for him. Uh, yep, two catches, 27 yards, two touchdowns. See, it should have been four targets, two touchdowns, because he dropped the first time. Each time, sure. and then they gave it to him again. That's yeah, sure. Because <laughs> that's like Ebron always missing a, a fucking catch before he catches the next touchdown. Um, it must be the year the tight end because we all have tight ends already for our boys of the week. Uh, my second boy <laughs> of the week will be Alan Lazard at Minnesota. Nice going off for forty nine hundred. Um, I I'm gonna believe that this is gonna be an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, petty fuck you to the Packers year and he's just going to go off king and he's going to just bomb balls all over the place and Alan Lazard as a second option in that offense is going to see a lot of targets and is going to be rocketing up the boy standings to potential man standings so wow you think he's going to hit man status that's right no no no, 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 no. I said potential man so let's everybody's a potential man yeah Yeah, everyone's a potential man so so Alan Lazard, lock it up. Nice. Anthony, your second boy. All right, well, we talked about him really early on in this podcast, and if you're going to go after this boy, you got to go after him now because it's, he may not even be around in a couple weeks, and that guy is Will Fuller. So, I mean, he is uh, uh, oh, he's he's, a... He's a boy... That- Talk about talk about on the cusp of manhood. Are you yeah, kidding me? He is close. No, he, he is he's not. Practicing for his bar mitzvah. Really. Healthy, yeah, healthy. Will Fuller is learning his bar mitzvah line. Yeah, he's, he's reading his Torah. He's but he's, he's always his matzah. But he's but, right. he's but he's always hurting himself as he's trying to do it. So it, it never he can never get the boy. He never can get the man status because he's always getting hurt. So you say, say it, when he like steps on that glass, he's getting some shots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no Mazel Tov for uh, for Will Fuller. It never it never happens. So look, you gotta get to Will Fuller before it happens because I guarantee you, week three, week four, he's gone. So you gotta get him week one versus a secondary that possibly can be beat. And he's a he's a he's a damn good wide receiver. I just I feel bad for him. Uh, drafted, right, drafted what, in the what's first your round. prediction? It better be a good prediction. It's, it's seven for one ten and a and a touchdown. Okay, okay, that's high enough. I yeah, guess. I like that. Yeah, I no. like the way that sounds. All right, so now that Anthony um, ruined the spirit of the game with a, mm-hmm. a young adult. I mean, he already, yeah, I mean, he had to do it. You know, I call him a YA, Fuller. He's more of a YA <laughs> than a boy. Um, the, the, the Twilight novels were probably targeted towards him. Uh he was he was he wasn't reading holes. He was reading Twilight. He's a young adult now. Uh, I'm gonna go deep cut. I was tempted to go Deshaun Jackson, but I didn't think that was fair. We all know Deshaun Jackson scores two touchdowns in the opening season every season, and then promptly gets hurt. 
So that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go deeper on his own team. I'm going to go Greg Ward Jr. Mm. Uh, wow. Washington's going to put pressure on that broken line of Philly. Uh, he's, Carson Wentz is going to have to get it out a little quicker. Might not have the time to set up the deep pass for Deshaun. Uh, the running game might be a little stifled. And I think there's going to be a lot of over-the-middle stuff for the only other healthy wide receiver uh, non-tight end option. You know, now that I'm thinking of it, Dallas Godair would have been a good choice. Damn it. Shouldn't have said it. <laughs> now you can, that would be can stolen. Change. Quick change. No, I'll stick with Greg Ward Jr. I feel like a cheat. I feel like a cheat. Greg Ward Jr. I don't want to be a cheat. <laughs> okay. All right. Um... Right, for my final boy, I actually had Boston Scott written down because I was thinking about it just because of the we're not Miles Sanders and, again, with that crappy line, Boston Scott's real good at catching passes out of the backfield. But I will go Anthony Miller at Detroit for $5,000. Detroit secondary, uh, even worse now with no Darius Slay. Um, and if there's going to be any Mitch Trubisky good good season at all anthony miller is going to have to step up his game so i'm going anthony miller let's go five catches 80 yards and a touchdown all right i'm gonna finish round mine out with a guy who i think we just uh discussed a little, a little bit earlier i'm gonna go justin mm. jefferson from the minnesota vikings mm. rookie stepping in for the dearly departed stefan diggs gonna be a compliment to adam thielen versus a packers defense who I don't think is that good. And I don't know if we know this, but we had a uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver draft in the first round. Um, His name was Randy Moss. He was pretty solid. A lot of teams overlooked him, and he opened up that season killing it. So I'm here going. I'm comparing Justin Jefferson to Randy Moss, even though that's a terrible comparison. See, I have Justin Jefferson on two teams, and I I want to trade him now. Go ahead. Go and trade him. I hate him now, too. (laughs) It's, it's, it's the craziest thing. I can't. Uh, you, I, I don't think you've ever. Six seasons now. This is our sixth season, folks. I don't think Anthony's <laughs> come out so hot for a group of boys and men. I like Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, and Jack Doyle is all he can talk about. He can't talk about anybody, anyone else. This is just unbelievable. No, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. I was talking yeah, about Hayden him a lot. Hurst, we all like Hayden Hurst. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't ruin Hayden Hurst for the rest. Yeah, I'll, don't ruin I will Hayden fucking Hurst. ruin it for you. But anyway, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. going to come out strong. going to have five catches. He's going to go for about 90 yards. And I'll give him the touchdown. Why not? You know what? Screw it. Packers are terrible this year. They ain't doing nothing. Justin Jefferson is going to lock it up. First game of his career. Remember that crazy game that Anquan Bolden had as, as, as his rookie? You know, all right, can we just stop? stop. <laughs> oh, man. I just love annoying making, you guys. You, I already have three players I want to see fail this year. I love annoying <laughs> you guys. I can make it more. I can make so many more. I don't think you can. I think you're so locked into those three. I'm not sure you can make it more. No, nah, man. I can, really, I, can get, I can get really high on Chris Carson. Like, really high and really, and like really make you not mm, mad. I think I beat you. I think I, I, think yeah, I beat you too, buddy. That last year already. You say that now, but I can get really annoying about him. I think I beat you too. I think, I, I think the listeners will know that, will note that uh, this offseason and leading in, in this podcast. I have been the high one on Carson, so... It's already uh, noted. No, but just because, just because you got there first doesn't mean I can get more annoying about it, because I am very good at that, so... Too late. 
can't do it. Anyway, all right. Well, look, we went a little bit over, but we were very excited for week one. Um, look, football's back. So, like always, you could tweet us at fantasy underscore lend where you could answer all your questions. Um, we'll probably run some polls soon, asking them about the questions we talked about tonight. Um, we, we, uh, you can find us at fantasy lens podcast at gmail.com. We are available on iTunes. Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Spotify, where you should rate, download, and subscribe to that. And you can't rate, you can't rate on Spotify. Can't so rate, but rate on iTunes because that's what's really, really what we need there. But, also, um, unsubscribe and subscribe a lot. Apparently, that helps. I don't know what he's saying, but look, honestly, football's back. We are Fantasy Ooh. Lens, and we'll see you next week. Peace.